Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, she's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It's my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. As you probably have already guessed, and you're probably sick of hearing about it, I want to talk about what happened last week and on Friday and uh, put a few uh, different slants on uh, what you're being what you're being told or what you're hearing from the mainstream media, the lamestream media, the right-swinging media. <laughs> Or whoever you're listening to. I think I got a little different slant on it from some of them. But first, let's go to the Lord in prayer. And um, let's consider this nation as we continue to pray for its leadership. For such a time as this, O most gracious Heavenly Father, we come before you as a broken people, as a broken nation. And we know that uh, you create nations and you destroy them. You raise up leaders and you take them off their thrones. America, once known as a Christian nation, has fallen so far away from you, it's unrecognizable, Father. And those that we pray for, those who are in leadership now, we do ask that you will change their hearts. But Father, as as we also know, it is our hearts that must change first. We must draw closer to you. Each one of us who are believers, each one of us listening right now, must draw closer to you. And Father, we have prayed for Donald J. Trump and his protection, and now there's a a warrant out for his arrest from Iraq. Father, keep him and his family safe. Father, you are the answer to all the problems in this world. May we all come to realize that as those football teams were brought to their knees in a tragedy, which is now part of your healing power, it seems, May we all come together on our knees in repentance and glorify you for the God that you are, creator of all life. I believe you have placed me here for such a time as this, and you know that 2023 is already presenting some great obstacles for the, for the show, and I'm certain for all those listening. Father, we lift it up to you. It is in your hands. Lead us. Lead me. Bring those that you would have to support this show. Put it on their hearts, Father. Bring us together. Not not for wealth, not for prestige, not for that, but for glorifying you, your glory, 
and growing your kingdom. For so many in this world, in this nation, are lost. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we pray all the things that we ask, as well as forgiveness. I believe I failed to mention that. Forgive us, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Why was no other willing to stand or to serve? It had to be McCarthy. There was no other. As my family began gathering home on Friday evening, we had the telly on watching the theater of the House of Representatives. And of course, as you know, they finally reached a compromise. There were six who held out, held to their word and voted present. They would not vote for Kevin McCarthy. There were those last week, Hannity and others, saying that this divided behavior is weakening McCarthy's leadership. Well, he wasn't even leader at that time, but all this arguing was just weakening his leadership. I still don't get that. Others said he'll be a better man for it. Kevin was moving into the Speaker's office even when he knew he did not have the votes months ago. Arrogant much? What does this say to the rest of us who are watching this all take place? Although I had a pretty good idea where he was going to lean, I was anxious to watch Levin last evening as my family, the last of my family left last yesterday afternoon. And I caught a little of Steve Hilton as well. Levin, as I suspected, was very upset with the 20 and even more upset with the 6. Not voting for McCarthy. Levin commented about all the rules. They aren't going to matter, he said, down the road. They'll be forgotten and they'll be broken. Pass all the rules you want. But if we don't do our job, rules don't matter. Hmm. What does that say to we the people, I ask? Then Levin, as we often do, many of us, turned to one of our founding fathers. Ben Franklin made a speech. He wrote it out as then Congress was arguing over the Constitution. They were very divided. Note, they were not yet divided by party lines. There wasn't a right or a left. Levin then read this to us, and I will do the same this morning. But listen very closely to what does not compare today within these words. And perhaps we should wonder why things have grown to be so different, so corrupt, so divided, so not constitutional, and so not worried about liberty for the people. So Ben Franklin was 83 years old, and he was not in great health. But he wrote this speech, and James Wilson is the one who read it. I confess that there are several parts of this Constitution which I do not at present approve, but I am not sure I shall never approve them. For having lived long, I have experienced many instances I have of being obliged by better information or fuller consideration to change opinions even on important subjects, which I once thought right, but found to be otherwise. It is therefore that the older I grow, the more apt I am to doubt my own judgment and to pay more respect to the judgment of others. 
Most men, indeed, as well as most sects in religion, think themselves in possession of all truth, and that wherever others differ from them, it is so far error. Now, this is a part of the speech that Levin left out, and I'm not going to read it either, but Ben Franklin uses the example of the different denominations and the different churches and how each one believed themselves to be a holy right. <laughs> a correct. And then he moves on and he says, In these sentiments, sir, I agree to this Constitution with all its faults, if they are such, because I think a general government necessary for us, and there is no form of government but what may be a blessing to the people if well administered, and believe farther that this is likely to be well administered for a course of years, and can only end in despotism, as other forms have done before it, when the people shall become so corrupted as to need despotic government, being incapable of any other. I doubt to whether any I doubt too whether any make a better constitution. For when you assemble a number of men to have advantage of their own joint wisdom, you inevitably assemble their errors and their their prejudices and their passions, their their errors opinion, their local interests and their selfish views. From such an assembly can a perfect production be expected? I hear the music, we're going to stop right there. I want you to think about what has been said and think about where they were and where we are today as Congress is divided. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Elmer Heinrich. My company sells a nutritional product called Immuno150. If you haven't heard of it, you need to go to the website immuno150.com or call our toll-free number. Now, we sell to thousands of consumers, and our reorder rate is above 94%. Now, many people ask us how we can sell a month's supply of Immuno 150 for less than $50 when most of our competition is $70 to $80 a month. It's simple. We don't pay celebrities or testimonial people to say something good about the product. Immuno 150 stands on its own with 70 minerals and 80 other nutrients. It doesn't need any help, and it has more than color, taste, and smell. I am 88 years old and my wife is 79, both with no dementia, arthritis, or allergies, and no aches or pains of any kind. Nothing. All because of Immuno 150. Now check the number of minerals in the product you take. Don't be surprised if you don't find more than 12. Order Immuno 150 to see what 70 minerals can do for you. Call our toll-free number, 888-316-2224. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. 
Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing, the only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America. Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe, and pure product that will last for generations. Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bringing America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, csetalkradio.com, and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. And we have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Now, I'm sharing with you uh, the uh, speech of Ben Franklin when there was some contention in the House as our founding fathers were coming together to decide upon a constitution. Now, remember, this was at the very, very beginning. And even though they were arguing over this, they had a common goal. That being said, let me continue with his speech. He goes, therefore, it therefore astonishes me, sir, to find this system approaching to near so near to perfection as it does. And I think it will astonish our enemies who are waiting with confidence to hear that our councils are confounded like those of the builders of Babel and that our states are on the point of separation only to meet hereafter for the purpose of cutting one's another throats. Thus I consent, sir, to this Constitution because I expect no better and because I am not sure that it is not the best. The opinions I have had of its errors I sacrifice to the public good. I have never whispered a syllable of them abroad. Within these walls they were born and they will die. There, there they shall die. If every one of us is returning to our constituents, he were to report the objections he has had to had to it, and endeavor to gain partisans in support of them, we might prevent its being generally received and thereby lose all the salutary, salut, salutary effects and great advantages resulting naturally in our favor among, other, of, among foreign nations as well as among ourselves from our real and apparent unanimity. Much of the strength and efficiency of any government in procuring and securing happiness to the people depends on opinion, on the general opinion of the goodness of the government, as well as, as well as of the wisdom and integrity of its governors. I hope, therefore, that our own, for our own sakes as a part of the people and for the sake of posterity, we shall act heartily and unanimously in recommending this Constitution, if approved by Congress and confirmed by the conventions, wherever our influence may extend, and turn our future thoughts and endeavors to the means of having it well administered. On the whole, sir, I cannot help expressing a wish that every member of the convention who may still have objections to it would with me, on this occasion, doubt a little of his own infallibility 
and to make manifest of our unanimity, unanimity, but put this name to this instrument. In other words, he's asking all those who really oppose to put their self aside for just now and to vote for this because maybe it is not perfect, but it is probably as perfect as they're going to get. And in the future, they can perfect those things that they notice need fixing, if they need fixing. Levin went on to explain, and indeed, we should take note, the Constitution barely passed. And there was, we always talk about the Federalist Papers, but there were also the Anti-Federalist Papers (laughs) and those who argued against this Constitution. In Massachusetts, it barely passed at 187 to 168. In New Hampshire, it barely passed at 57 to 47. And in Virginia, it passed only 89 to 79. Patrick Henry and George Mason opposed the Constitution. But those that were arguing for it, among others, was James Madison. Now, Mason wanted a Bill of Rights, which today we have. But our own Congresses today constantly legislate against the Bill of Rights, and the Constitution. Democrats had a sit-in, if you'll remember. I believe that was in 2012. And they ordered pizza, the poor dears. They had a sit-in against the Second Amendment. Against you and your right, America, to bear arms against a bad guy and to bear arms against a tyrannical government. That's what they were really afraid of on January 6th. I'm afraid we disappointed them that we were not armed. New York ratified it at barely 30 to 27. Those who lost didn't try to destroy others, Levin said. But he said, so would I'm asking you today, what would James Mason have done last week? What would uh, Alexander Hamilton have done? What would George Mason have said? Patrick Henry. Would some of them today say, I told you so? And would others say, oh my gosh, what has happened? I don't even recognize this Constitution. But what Levin doesn't realize or did not articulate, these great men of old were seeking one goal, liberty. They were building a nation to be independent, sovereign. That is not the case today. I'm not sure even the 20 holdouts were holding out for your liberty. Levin said, virtuous people. Who are the great members today, Levin was asking. Well, Mark, it isn't McCarthy. And I don't know that he was really suggesting that he was pure, as Gates said he was not pure. He pulled a fast one on Gates and Bobart and some of the others there that were holding out. He made them come to him with uh, this or that. He offered them this and that. He said, well, write it down. Then when they wrote it down, he took it to the press. Does that sound like someone who's trying to unite a party? Levin went after the six who voted present, and I, too, think they were a little cowardice. But a close vote, and there was no one else willing, he said, but McCarthy. And I suppose 
as the American people out here, maybe we should ask of all this 435 people, of course, they had Hakeem was ready to serve, but out of all of the Republicans, why was no one else willing to lead or to serve but McCarthy? They went on their committees. Oh, those committees. You know, they get paid a little extra for those committees. Speaker of the House gets paid extra, too. I wonder if that's the way our founding fathers would have set that up. Rules. Levin said the rules that were so important will not matter. They will be finished. And then he went to Barry Goldwater, something that Barry Goldwater had written 50 years ago. And in this, and I could not find it, I guess I need to get the book, he made a list, Barry Goldwater did, of things that were problems. And Levin said the same problems then are the problems now. And I'm thinking, what does that tell you? I mean, shouldn't something change? Or does that say that we're ruling as insanity because we keep doing the same things over and over again? We campaign to fix this and fix that. But it never, ever gets fixed. What did McCarthy truly fight for? Did you hear him screaming and hollering and beating the table, even for a show, against Pelosi and that last omnibus bill of $1.7 trillion that had so much pork in it, and it had so many things in it that were wrong? No, we did not. Oh, perhaps he should not have wasted his energy, because he wasn't going to win anyway. You know what? The people were watching this theater of Congress last week. We liked the fact that somebody was standing up, even if it wasn't for real, that they were standing up for we the people, that they were standing against a rhino that kept voting with Pelosi. Oh, maybe he didn't vote with her, but he didn't fight her. Not like he should have. And she ruled as a dictator, and rumor had it that that's kind of how he wanted it. Well, they put some leashes on him. And according to Levin, it'll mean nothing in the future. And perhaps it won't. So, we must unite to fight tyranny. That was Levin's final word. To that, I agree wholeheartedly. But to whom are we to unite? Is it just these political parties who have the power? Have we seen any change when one of the other is in charge? Oh yes, the last years, the last two years have been a complete nightmare in America. But when we had President Donald Trump, the parties in all their oligarchy glory united against Donald Trump and the ideal of MAGA. I was glad to see them arguing. But watch the swamp's new leader and see... If he will treat the 20 or the 6 with disdain, or will he now have the heart to truly unite a party? I doubt it. Swamp creatures are not liberty and truth seekers. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We'll be right back. I have some news I don't think you realize. We'll be right back.
And we have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish off my monologue finally with all my ranting and raving. That yes, it is time that we unite. And it is now totally, I believe, up to the people, we the people, to understand that we are the government. Consent of the governed. And it's time to kindly, lovingly, firmly get loud and demand that these things be first. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, property, and private property. Prosperity. To bring America home. It is up to you. It is up to me. And we better start finding a way to get, take action. Locally. I advise, go locally. So I asked Rudy to find the rules that they all voted on since uh, Levin was saying, it doesn't matter what they are, they're not going to keep them, it doesn't matter, they're going to be put away and they're going to be shelved. I think it will matter. And everybody's upset about these 20, that they're going to come back, especially the six, and they're going to voice against every bill or legislation that tries to get done. And I'm going, yes, let's argue. Our founding fathers would have loved this arguing. But it needed to come to a point. I'm not sure we ever really came to a point. Why weren't those rules that they were concocting made public? Why didn't they get up and read them? If McCarthy wanted this so bad, why didn't he get up and sell himself? He didn't do it, did he? That's all done behind closed doors. He's not selling himself to you. He's selling himself to them or selling them something. Right? So I did find the rules. It was 55 pages long of legal schmiggle stuff. So we didn't really get to read it in its entirety this morning. But it says here, the House rules to empower every lawmaker to call for a vote and oust the speaker at any time. Now, they say that's not new, that it was there before Nancy Pelosi. She took that out. So nobody could oppose anything Nancy did. Nancy was a dictator of the house. What is the song from Le, uh, from Lemez? Master of the house, master of the house. That's what she was. She was the head prostitute of the temple of democracy. So a lot of these rules and regulations that they were putting, they were reinstating them, I would assume. One, we would hope, and I'm not sure if it's there, but rumor is that it is, and we're going to find it if it is, was, and I don't think it got passed, was to make all the bills one topic. I would have held out to make them one topic. But again, let's go back to what I said at the beginning. Why was no other Republican ready to lead? It could have been ended just like that. And it could have been ended before it ever started because McCarthy knew he didn't have the votes. But they were rallying around McCarthy for some reason. I went on to watch Steve, I mean, yeah, Steve Hilton last night and was kind of amazed, but nothing really shocks me anymore about Congress. Scalise, the one that was shot, we all just assumed he was this ultimate, wonderful conservative. He's a great fundraiser for himself. Makes a lot of deals. They get on these committees, and the things that they're supposed to be watching, 
they manage to profit from. It's corrupt. It's deeply, deeply corrupt. And to ask them to make rules to uncorrupt themselves is kind of insanity. Now this one. Totally away from what we were talking about. When Elon meet Grady. Who is Grady? Do you know who Grady is? These personal attacks that have been... I've been seeing are dangerous. This is coming from Jean-Pierre, Karine Jean-Pierre, on Dr. Fauci and other public official professionals as well. They are disgusting and they are divorced from reality and will continue to, and we will continue to call them out, she says. That's the White House Secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, responding to Elon Musk's tweet of my pronouns are prosecute Pelosi, uh, Fauci, <laughs> Pelosi, that too, huh? Well, I'm not going to read this entire article to you. I think you're going to get the gist of it real quick here. Back on December 28th, Elon Musk tweeted, Almost no one seems to realize that the head of biotechs at NIH, the person who is supposed to make sure that Fauci behaves ethically is his wife. That would be National Institutes of Health Biotech's boss, Christine Grady. Must tweet caught the attention of Bruce Wiley, a digital health expert, medical doctor, avocado eater, and entrepreneur, not always in that order and professional of health policy and management of the City of University of New York School of Public Health. And he goes on, just because someone has the words chief biotechs, tech, bio, bioethics, excuse me, and NIH in her title doesn't mean that she, Grady, heads all the bioethics at NIH. That would be like saying that the head of barista runs all of the coffee everywhere just because head is the person's title and that person deals with coffee. Well, you see, if it's one thing they don't want is that plaque on their desk that says the buck stops here. But when you go on and you read this, of course she was the head of this bioethics that should have been Watching Anthony Fauci. I guess she watched him in another way. That's gross. Anyway, do you think that Congress doesn't know this? That Congress doesn't realize that this Grady woman that's the head of the bioethics to watch what Fauci does and others is his wife? Of course they know it. Of course they do. So let's go back to what the arguments were last week. We are in a swamp. And this, this article is, is a few pages long. And I won't bore you with all of it. 
but it says on page 55, Grady identifies Dr. Anthony Fauci as director of NIAID, but fails to tell the readers of her paper that she has been married to this boss for 10 years. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. What a web of corruption America is under. And so the theater that took place last week. I know that Matt Gates is not the favorite of Levin. Somebody had told me that he really doesn't like him. And I think he took a noble stand. Whether it was truly noble, I don't know. But you know, in his home, in the state of California, where he is, he doesn't do anything to fight on the local level against the radical, the animal rights, the animal, the radical animal rights groups, like the ASPCA. HSUS, some of the others. You know, the theater, the theater is tearing this country apart. We're all glued to the telly, but the telly tells us nothing of what they do behind those closed doors. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We'll be right back. Have you heard about vine-to-bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouth-watering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's vine-to-bar chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door, it's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. Mike Lindell and MyPillow are offering a BOGO extravaganza on multiple MyPillow products. Now's the time to join the millions of Americans who have changed the quality of their sleep with MyPillow. Right now, take advantage of Mike's buy one, get one free pricing on MyPillow's bed sheets, Giza Elegance MyPillows, six-piece towel set, and roll-and-go anywhere MyPillows, and so much more. Just go to the radio listener specials page at MyPillow.com and use promo code BETHANN or call 1-800-978-6168. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on select products. You will also receive Mike's book absolutely free with any purchase. Call 1-800-978-6168 or go to the radio listener special page at MyPillow.com. Promo code BETHANN. 
Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Steyer's and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, rural America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. Hey, Pack Rat. Yeah, you. Are you moving cross-country and you just don't know who to call? Call us right now. Listen, you've probably seen one of our containers in your neighborhood. But did you know that we can help you move anywhere in the United States? It's real simple. We'll drop a container off at the location you tell us to bring it to. You pack up your valuable possessions at your leisure. They stay safe right in your home. And when you're ready, call us. We'll come and pick up the container and give you a scheduled date of when your furniture and the other possessions will be at your new home. So if you're moving across country or across town, be a pack rat. Join the pack rat family. Call pack rat right now for your free quote. See y'all later, pack rats. 800-761-3146. That's 800-761-3146. have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I want to, uh, before I get back on my little soapbox here, I want to remind you that 2023, we don't know what's around the corner, my friends, but it looks to be that it's going to be a rough year. And with that said, I want you, we're all going to have to make sacrifices. But if you have to purchase something, I want you to make sure it's made in America, that it's made in the USA. I think that's going to be astronomical. I think it's going to be very, very important that we do this. Somehow, some way, the consumer has got to start supporting our country. And stop supporting China. And I'm just as guilty as the rest of you. I do look at my labels. I do look at them. But it is difficult to find something made in the USA. And it is more expensive. But the quality is so much better. So much better. So I'm thinking of people like Liberty Tabletop. I'm thinking of people like uh, some of the others, the McCall's Candles. I, I, they, they're made right here in Missouri. I'm thinking of others that that's made in the USA. I believe there are some makeups that are made in the USA. Uh, I think uh, Merle Norman is one, and I think uh, uh, Bare Minerals is one. I think that uh, one called uh, uh, Boom is made in Hawaii, but they did confess that all their containers and everything are made elsewhere, and I, that may be the case with all of these makeups. 
I saw a commercial this week, Rudy, about a plastics company that's hiring people. They make plastic bottles and stuff, and they're in Jefferson City. And I kind of wondered if it, I don't know where they're at. Uh, I think they tried to explain to me, so they're not a part of what used to be Cheeseboro Ponds. But when Cheeseboro Ponds was there, and it wasn't Unilever, wasn't sold out, they made their own plastics. They had, they called it plastics. They had another building there that was called plastics, and they made their own bottles and their own, you know, stuff. I think they ordered boxes in for, like, the Q-tips and things like that. But it's time to support home. You're going to buy the Girl Scout cookies from the Girl Scout in your family or your neighborhood, right? It's time to start supporting America, strongly supporting them. So with that said, I want you to keep that in mind as we go through the 2023. You're going to have weddings. You're going to have showers. You're going to have other things to attend. Maybe you'll take, maybe you'll get a vacation. Maybe you won't make your vacation at home. Treat yourself to American-made, made in the USA. Well, this is an article I thought was a really good article. I'm not going to share it in its entirety, and you're probably going, Shoo, thank you, Beth. It's written by a Vincent McCaffrey. McCaffrey. <laughs> he writes for American Greatness and probably some other places, too. He says, likely now is the time to start a new political party with stated principles, not unlike the Declaration of Independence, and constructed carefully in ways that will avoid the defects of the past. Well, I don't know. I think the defects of the past is the corruption of the people. In that speech of... of uh, Ben Franklin talked about the people becoming needful of this despotic government. We we have been trained, and it has been a um, a takeover of our Constitution, of our Declaration of Independence, of our Bill of Rights. For you to believe that they come from these people in D.C., but they do not. His first sentence here is, a little over a year ago, I wrote a piece entitled, The Republic is Dead. I was perhaps a bit restrained, not wanting to sound hysterical and hoping to read then, and not too quickly dismissed. Of course, I was not alone in this prognosis. My expression of dismay was simply my own catharsis following the 2020 election. We all know the 2020 election was stolen. He goes in here and he talks about what happened. And the rhinos helped it happen. McCarthy refused to fight the 2020 election. Fraud. They refused, and I know Pelosi was in charge, but he could have made a little bit more noise. And so could some of the others. What would our founding fathers have done? You know, I'm not sure what to do about another party. 
Our founding fathers never wanted a two-party system, but it just seemed like it happened kind of naturally. People were on this side and that side. I want to believe that at the beginning, this side and that side both had the same goals, just different ways to get there. Some were a little more less trusting of the government, and others thought, well, it's going to be okay. But I worry that none of the legislation that they pass... We know that the $1.7 trillion omnibus bill had nothing to do with liberty for Americans. Absolutely nothing. I'm going to be speaking at um, Lincoln Days here in California, Missouri, for the Republican Club. Uh, I don't know exactly what I'm going to tell them. I'm a registered Republican. So what do you tell someone? They have such hope. They're doing exactly what I say. Get involved. Get in these parties. Get going. (laughs) Stop this train from derailing. All we can say is we've got to be encouraged. We cannot allow discouragement. We have to be determined. We have to do it in love, but we have to do it with following God. I'm hearing more and more people say that. Greg Kelly has been really pushing morality, godly, biblical morality, and so have some others. And then others squirm in their seat when somebody says it because they ain't very comfortable with that. They're taking our children. That alone should be enough to awaken the patriot within you. Don't be a Tory who shuts the door and says, I don't want to hear it. Don't be a Tory who turns off the TV and says, I'm sick of listening to it. Although you have to sometimes, I will admit. My husband is not a Tory, but I understand why he doesn't want to sit and watch TV with me all night long. You know, consent of the governed. Keep telling yourself that. Consent of the governed. I did not consent for this. And I am inspired by this man who says we must write... A Declaration of Independence. Well, wait a minute. Somebody did that. Not, but just, what? It was 2019 when I did that? I wrote that new Declaration of Independence. We need to get a hold of this man. We need to rally together, America. For life, liberty, for the pursuit of happiness, property, prosperity, for the righteousness of God. We need to bring America home. Home.